Hello, listeners. Welcome back. This is another Alpha Bonus Bonus, a very belated one, actually. Uh, the last one we did was back in December. And uh, so now we're finally getting around to doing what we always do in the Alpha Bonus Bonus, which is answer your questions and discuss your criticisms of us and the stuff that we do. Um, and there's plenty to get through. So uh, do bear with us. Uh, first of all, it's uh, Sunday, the 13th of March, just so you know when we are uh and uh yeah i'm with philip and with george as usual hello hi where, where are you you said the when but yeah where, where are you we, we don't need to know we don't need to know where we are we're coming no. through the, like it's the global no, you're, you're like moving you're around. like carmen san diego you know, uh, where are you in the world mm, surreptitiously no. it's about accountability for our listeners alex tell us where you are. <laughs> anyway um one quick announcement before we get started uh do tell us whether you want your name mentioned when you send in uh, an email or message or DM, you know, uh, in reference to, to something you've listened to. Uh, so we know whether to mention you or not. Obviously, if you post on the patron, we'll mention your patron name because it's, you know, um, viewable to all other listeners. One other thing, uh, reading clubs. There's lots of local reading clubs forming, uh, as I've announced previously. You should have a look at the post on Patreon. It's linked in this episode uh, where there's info on whom to get in touch with if you'd like to form your own reading club. We've also emailed all the people who've come forward to form a local reading club. So, you know, whatever the local leader of the reading club. Uh, And once we've got feedback from everyone, we'll give a shout out to those uh, regions, places, cities who are still looking for people to meet up with locally. Um, So uh, that announcement will be coming shortly. Do uh, let us know how your local reading club is going, but there's plenty which have already substantial groups going um, and have been meeting regularly and a couple of others where people are still looking for other people locally. Um, Anyway, let's get on with it. Um, We're going to start firstly with the last Alpha Bonus Bonus, which was recorded back in December. There was lots of discussion on COVID and lockdowns, which actually seems like a long time away now. Uh, And we don't need to recap it all here. We just wanted to highlight one very good comment from Andrew Mountford who comments, in considering the impact of pandemic policies, it isn't just necessary to consider abstract principles and quantity of life, but also the profound impact on quality of life. So not just mental well-being, but the devastating impact of social isolation, promotion of fear, people being unable to see family, and so on. The point being that we also have to factor in the notion that these restrictions have reduced our lives to a stunted, fear-driven, and bureaucratized tedium. The left has been unwilling to stand up for or defend a vision of a socialized world in which people draw meaning from spontaneous interaction. And this was all thrown under the bus immediately without any thought to it being a problem because saving lives is the only objective of public policy. I think that's uh, rather well put. Um, So now we're going to move on. We're going to go from the newest, most recent episode down to the oldest. So just to start with uh, episode 246 and 247, Why Isn't There Revolution with Vivek Chibber? This was very popular. Um, lots of people liked this. There was some discussion on the Patreon about Alex Jones and the Bible, which I couldn't follow. I don't. Did you guys remember what? <laughs> whether there was some mention of that? Um, remember, remember what the Bible is. Alex no, Jones well, and the Bible. I wasn't. Is two, yeah, two I didn't. I have things. to say, I wasn't. I didn't follow this very. Did Vivek closely. mention Alex Jones? I. I mean, I was there no. in the room with him. But, um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know Alex okay. Jones was raised at all. Okay. Anyway, um, Eli comments: uh, Aren't we still living with the anti-revolutionary legacy of globalization? If you try to secede your revolutionary state from the world market, your economy simply drops dead. You were always already incapable of self-sufficiency when you break with profits, markets, capital, etc. Which to me, at least, somewhat explains why nationalism has become such a popular mode of populist expression, as Phil always says with Brexit. Um, Well, Phil, you're mentioned. Why why don't you comment on that? 
Yeah, I wouldn't counterpose the idea that globalization is anti-revolutionary. It seems to me that to um, normalize the ex historical experience of the 20th century, and I don't think we should do that, especially given in, we're in the 21st, by which I mean the model of leftist revolution is a break with the world market, accepts the fact that you know revolution was confined essentially to nationalist revolt in the periphery of the world economy. Um, it doesn't seem to me obvious that, say, a revolution in a core advanced country, which is precisely so remote as a prospect now, would mean the economy simply drops dead, um, or that it's uh, you know that it's something which is impossible to do, and this forces you into um, the defensive reaction of be you know seeking autarky and nationalism. So I don't think um, I wouldn't cast globalization as. Um, an anti having an anti-revolutionary legacy or that uh, we're condemned to this process of autarky as the only way to kind of break with that logic that like i say that seems to me a legacy of the 20th of the failures of 20th century stalinism more than a legacy of globalization and it's also worth bearing in mind i mean globalization in the late 19th century the first kind of round of um, mass expansion in the global economy coincided with the high point of um, the sovereign state, both in terms of its spread and also in terms of its um, core strength in the core of the global economy at the time. So the idea that, um, you know, kind of uh, political sovereignty and economic globalization are necessarily counterposed, I think that's a legacy of the 20th century rather than something that's intrinsic to the development of, of these forms. I'm not sure I totally agree, Phil, because there's a, firstly a qualitative difference between globalization now and the first globalization of the late 19th century up until 1913, that there's global capital markets, the, the spread of global finance is such that, you know, the, a, 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 an economy could be crushed pretty quickly. And even a core, even a core capitalist country, if there were a revolution in France, let's say, which is sort of a secondary power, but nevertheless part of the capitalist core, um, it would be squeezed so severely and immediately that that does present a problem. No, I think it's um, I think it's a order. It's a different order. It's obviously not to say that a revolution would involve economic disruption, but I think it's an order of magnitude of difference from the idea that um, we're condemned to the fate of you know poor kind of uh, export dependent small peripheral economies of the 20th century, which is where the peasant kind of landless peasant revolution of the 20th century. Um, I don't, you know, it won't be by ne of necessity. It cannot, cannot be the model of the 21st. So I just don't think that it has. I mean, much okay, but to just just to do a counterpoint on this, you know, Russia is being squeezed, and that's a fairly large economy, um, and that, and that's not, and it's not a revolutionary power at all, right? No, just... indeed, and look at the difficulty in doing it, right? I mean, um, you know, that will be extra, even for a kind of, a, even for a relatively small. Um, export dependent economy. I mean, small by comparison to the major industrialized states, Russia's towards the bottom of the top 10. But a globalized economy like Russia, carving it out of the global economy, I mean, is going to be tremendously difficult for the Western powers to do. We haven't even seen the beginning of the difficulties that will come with it. Imagine doing that to the US or Britain or France or Germany. Um, or China, for that matter. It's, I mean, it's just, you know, it's inconceivable, I think, that it would be, I mean, it could be if, you know, you could attempt it, but it would be, the cost would be so extraordinarily high that it's something which can't be done easily or simply. And the political costs will have their own kind of consequences, so... 
Hey there, you've reached the end of a short excerpt from an episode that's been released only to our patrons. If you'd like to join us and gain access to around two Patreon-exclusive episodes a month, please go to patreon.com slash We'd love to have you.